0: Matt Canada is the Steelers' new offensive coordinator. The team announced it last night. All of that suspense and all of that drama is now in the past. And all that's left to figure out, just this one little thing, is what kind of an impact he can have, not just on the offense as a whole, but also on the franchise quarterback if and when he returns. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovachovich of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio podcasting network. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. If you're paying around $200 a month for cable, as most of us do, Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels with an emphasis on sports, and now including. AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch all the Penguins games, all the Pirates games, and you've basically lost all your excuses to hang on to cable. For our listeners only, go to fubotv.com slash dk to get 15% off your first month. One more time, fubotv.com slash dk, 15% off your first month. The Steelers' statement in announcing Canada's promotion was a lot of the usual, just a listing of everywhere that he'd worked, what he achieved at the various places that he worked, including his role in Pitt's still unbelievable 43-42 to 42 upset down in Clemson a couple of years back. The Panthers' offense that couldn't be stopped. He's done some good things in his career. He's shown imagination, he's shown ambition, and he'll need all of that and then some to succeed in this specific assignment, which will be unlike anything he's been tasked with. I look at Canada and what he's facing in 2021 and see Lots and lots of challenges. Where's he going to find the tight end sets that the Steelers used a lot this past year? Assuming he or they even want them. You know, you have to find tight ends first. And that's going to be the first chore. And that's not going to be up to him as much as it is, obviously, Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin. Where's he going to find a running game? How's he going to get Ben to throw downfield if Ben doesn't want to throw downfield? How efficient will the Steelers be in the red zone? That's always been a Matt Canada point of pride. It's all through this press release. This team and that team was 80%, 85%, 90% in the red zone. He's got a lot, a lot in front of him. If I had to condense what I'd most like to see Matt Canada achieve as a coordinator, though, it would just be third and one, or second and one, or fourth and one. How about first and one? Anything and one, you know? Get the yard. Get the yard. A coordinator can have his... Influence and value overestimated by the public, by even the most knowledgeable of fans. They'll see things that happen on the football field and say, Wow, what kind of play call was that? When in fact, the play call might have been excellent. It might have been exactly what you'd want against a specific defense and somebody on the field. One out of 11 didn't go where they were supposed to go didn't do what they were supposed to do. But to me, the one place where you as a coordinator can have the biggest impact is on something as seemingly simple as getting a single yard. You don't need me to tell you how hard that was for this team and how crippling it was and how many bad alternative decisions they made to try to circumvent their own inability to get that yard? Or do you really want me to revisit the fourth down, down downfield pass to fourth-string running back Anthony McFarland? Okay, now you know where I'm going here. There was all kinds of contorting. There were also people who said, well, just... Plunge forward. QB sneak. Why can't Ben do it? Josh Allen does it. Ben should be able to do it, too, even though he's 38. There's also people who just say, well, just give it to Connor, give it to Snell, as if you were giving it to Jerome. And that's presuming that the offensive line could have blocked it. One way or another, a good offense— a smart offense, a well-designed, a well-schemed, a well-practiced offense is always going to be able to find a way to get you that yard. In fact, they can use that situation against a defense. Maybe that's what the Steelers had in mind whenever they conceived the Anthony McFarlane pass as well. We'll show them. We'll just go downfield to our fourth-string running back. and Nobody will see that coming. But there are a lot of different things you can put onto paper and then onto the field to get that yard. I would put that so far atop Matt Canada's list of everything else because to me, once you become creative in that area, in that tight space, you're going to show yourself to be adept to a lot of different situations at a lot of different points on the football field, and then in turn, sustain drives, and then in turn, build confidence with the people that you have on the field. These are the things that are within a coordinator's purview. Yes, there are other areas. There are other areas where you'd like to see Canada really flexes muscles for lack of a better way to word it. I I think if you're him and you're dealing with Ben, who probably should be something, something of a wounded animal coming into the 2021 season, you've got to have the same talk with Ben that Bruce Arians undoubtedly had with Tom Brady at the start of Tampa Bay's season. And that's that. Look, there's no way around throwing the ball downfield. You can tell yourself that dink and dunk is good and you can tell yourself that it moves the chains and it eats the clock and keeps your defense off the field and everything else here. But as all of the Steelers, including Ben, including Canada in whatever role he played in either assisting or helping to scheme for Randy Featner, played, it didn't work. It just didn't work. By the time Baltimore and Washington and a couple other teams all came up and crowded the line of scrimmage, they were laughing at the Steelers' offense because they knew they couldn't do anything further than five, six yards downfield. There was never an answer for it. Why? Because the quarterback didn't want to throw downfield. Randy Feetner wasn't an idiot. He knew what was wrong. But the guy holding the football just wanted to do the quick stuff. Why? I don't know. Maybe he didn't trust his arm anymore. Maybe he didn't trust his line anymore. Maybe he just didn't want to get hit. Maybe that's the real reason that Ben was getting rid of the ball in 2.37 seconds, fastest of any quarterback in the league in 2020. Maybe that's it. Whatever the case, Canada needs to have the same approach in dealing with Ben that Arians had in dealing with Brady. Brady was not successful early in the season for the Bucks. He just wasn't. He was struggling. He was throwing picks. Not that he didn't throw picks on Sunday as well. It looked unsettling, I'm sure, to a lot of people. What are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. Brady's done it this way for a long time. Why are you making him change? You're the head coach who hasn't won anything, Bruce Arians. Why don't you change? He stuck with it. He understood that it's a throw downfield field league. Ben's going to have to do it. He's going to throw some picks along the way, too. He's going to take some sacks. He's going to get hit. But he's got to throw downfield. This coordinator is going to have to show the same, what's a clean word for this? Courage, shall we say, in dealing with Ben that Todd Haley did. There's a reason that Ben and Haley butted heads. It's because Haley wouldn't relent on certain things. Randy did. Randy was Ben's hand-picked guy. Canada can't be that. Canada's got to be tougher. Canada's also got to put in a running game. And I can promise you that when we do hear from Canada, Tomlin, Colbert, Art II, in the coming weeks and months... You're going to hear relentlessly about the running game, and that's going to come from Art. I can promise you that right now. I know the man. He's going to be focused on the fact that the Steelers finished 32nd in a 32-team league in running the football. That's not as simple as getting a new coordinator. You're going to have to get a new running back. You're going to have to get some offensive linemen who can block you're going to have to get people to replace Alejandro Villanueva, probably Marquise Pouncey. And then from there, you're going to have to really coach up the youngsters that you're either bringing in or that you already have in the fold, Zach Banner, Chuk Socorrofor, Kevin Dotson, maybe others. And David DiCastro is going to have to have a better year. There's a lot that's going to go into the running game. And I shouldn't omit Ben from that because Ben can't be the one who gets away from it. If you go back to the Steelers' first three or four games of this past season, they were actually pretty good at running the ball. No one remembers that now, but they were. Those fourth quarter drives, killing the clock, eating it up. How did they do it? By chewing up the grass with the run. Who got away from it? Ben did. Not Feedner. Ben did. Canada's going to have to take charge. Tough, tough job. I'm sure he is super stoked about it. He should be. It's his first NFL offensive coordinator job. Everything on his resume tells you that he's qualified for it. Everything that he put in to the best of our knowledge in 2020 would suggest that he's coming with some imagination, some different ideas, some innovation. All of that's good. But man, his job and how he performs is going to be defined so much on how just by how tough he is. Really, just by how tough he is. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question. If you'd like to contribute to this portion of the program, you can do so by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that accompanies this podcast and leave it in comments right under there. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at LGKG.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's question comes from Paul, who asks, How do the Steelers go about fixing the offensive line for the long term? Matt Filer is a free agent. He's been good, not great at guard. Big Al, Pouncy, DeCastro, love them all, but we're now into the twilight, not the prime of their careers. Chukes was good, not great. Dotson might be a fourth-round steal. Banner coming back off injury. I think personally, that's the make or break. How do they go about that? Um, it's a valid question, and it's exactly as multi-layered as you set it up. It's a lot of different moving parts with a lot of different circumstances and variables in there. The way I'm choosing to look at the offensive line, though, is not from the variables, but from the known aspects. If we go through what's known, we know David DeCastro will be back. We know he'll be the right guard. We've got a pretty good idea that Kevin Dotson is going to be the left guard. kid was really, really good, as you suggested, and yeah, that would be quite the steal to come up with a starting guard all the way through his second NFL season from a fourth-round pick. Banner and Chooks were the two best tackles in training camp at Heinz Field. I have no doubt whatsoever that Banner and Chooks would have been the Steelers' starting tackles had Banner not gotten hurt, meaning through this past season. The Steelers' coaches weren't blind to what was happening to Villanueva at left tackle. He battled, he is that, on more levels than one. But he was getting overwhelmed. He was getting bull rushed. He was getting manhandled by some guys, and you can't have that at that position. It's too risky to the franchise quarterback. So what do we have here? We've got two guards. We've got two tackles. What's missing? A center. A center. This is why I'm preferring to go at it from this route where – You see what's actually there and then what's missing. And it's not just a center. It's replacing Marquise Pouncey. Uh, You're not going to get somebody to be prime of his career, 53. You're just not. It's not going to happen. But you do have a playbook, and I'm going to presume that Matt Canada is not going to have carte blanche to rewrite a playbook when he's dealing with an 18th-year quarterback. So you do have a playbook in place that calls for your center to do a lot of pulling, to do a lot of the athletic things that Pouncey's done over the years. You've got to go find a center. I don't know that that's the draft. That was the topic of yesterday's show, and it's not a great draft class for centers. It's just not. You're not going to have someone like Pouncey who just showed up in Latrobe and was just knocking people over, was instantly the leader of the offensive line. You're just not going to see something like that again, probably for a very long time. But you can go get a center. You can get one out of free agency. You can get one via trade. That's what you're going to have to do. I, I believe that. And from there, try to stack up some depth. You know, we saw guys go down uh, this year, including Banner in the very first game in East Rutherford. You're going to have to add bodies, but principally you need to add a significant player at the center position, and that player is not currently in the Steelers organization. Good question, Paul. Thanks for that. Uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening. Let's do this again tomorrow.